0: she ran- on the air since 1994 the garden wise guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high altitude desert of the colorado front range and now here are your hosts the garden wise guys and good morning, everybody. It is
1: time for the Garden Wise Show right here on Legends 810 with your Garden Wise guys. I'm one of them wise guys. I'm Jim Borland. The other one is Keith Funk. Well, hey, good morning. And he's over there. I'm over here. And we're going to do a garden show here this morning. We hope that you have some gardening questions in mind. Uh, and then you want to translate them to your phone device. And then call this following number. 303-477-2473. <clears throat> I'll say that again, 303-477-2473. One more time. And 2473 are the last four digits, and then there's 477 in the middle three digits, and then 303. There you go. Yeah. If you want to do it backwards. Yeah. If you're <laughs> dyslexic. I wonder what would happen if you put it in backwards. Uh, wouldn't it work? We would start talking. call Taiwan. <laughs> we would start talking backwards. <laughs> cool. We should try that sometime. All right, uh, let's see. What's new over the past week? Um, boy, there's good fall color this year. I haven't seen such a nice fall color in a long time. It has been a while. And the, the trees that we don't recommend are looking great this year. Autumn <laughs> I've, I've blaze maples? Wow. Holy cow. <clears throat> Some of them, depending on where the sun is, it's kind of hard to look at. They're that bright. They're red. Wow. I can see why people want to grow those. And I planted,
2: uh, a number of years ago, I planted a Hot Wings maple in my backyard. Yeah. And it's always turned, to you know, so-so yeah. color this year. Wow. It is wow. Wow. I mean, yellow on the interior of the tree and bright red and orange on the exterior. It looks like it's on fire.
1: Yeah. Yeah. keep your fire extinguisher your handy some of these trees are going to start up in flame anytime no kidding man it's a great
2: year the um <clears throat> the ornamental pears are starting to color up and the service berries
1: looking good yep. holy moses the service <clears throat> berries are looking gorgeous yep indeed everything in my front yard uh i've seen color that i've never seen before in, in the 20 some years it's been out there Man, and the uh, one that I was stunned with yesterday, keeps getting better every day, is is uh, three-leaf sumac grow low. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. It is just deep maroon purple mm-hmm. right now. Man, it's pretty. Jeepers creepers. And I've got
2: a couple of tiger-eye sumac, speaking yes. of tumac, sumacs, speaking of sumacs, some tiger-eye sumacs in the yard. And they start out, you know, their normal color is kind of a chartreusey green. Yeah. And then as they go into fall, that turns to a bright yellow. And yeah. then after the yellow comes the orange the and orange red. Orange and reds, yep. Man, yeah, that's are they, pretty. they're looking
1: really nice right yeah. now. So if you have a uh, three-leaf sumac or any kind of sumac in your yard, um, boy, it's uh, this is a good year for it. Mm-hmm. So make, make note of that. If you want these next year in your yard, you're going to have to make a note now and then get them next spring in the garden center. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All the good stuff is gone. Just about. Yeah.
2: Although, it's been a couple of weeks since I've been at Nick's because I was sort of laid off for the winter. But I'm going to be in this weekend. I've got to go work this yeah. weekend to cover for somebody else who's out. They had some witch hazels. Yeah, yeah. A variety called Diana or Diane. And I've been wanting a witch hazel. And I haven't been mm. able to figure out just exactly where to put it in my yard. But if they still have some, I think I'm going to grab one and
1: plant it anyway. If, if the garden centers could get plants in this time of year that were in fall color, I think they could sell a lot of them.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a little difficult to, to, to plan. <laughs> to <that>. ship them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Without all <of> the leaves falling <laughs> off. In, On the in, way. In, in <laughs> transit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, there's some good stuff out there.
2: Uh, you could probably sell a lot of burning bush this time of year.
1: Boy, some of those I've seen. Jaber's a good year. How do they do that? Well, like you said last week, all all the chlorophyll drains out and goes through the roots. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, don't believe that, people. <laughs> we jest. <laughs> the chlorophyll just dissipates. It's it gone. does, yeah. yeah. Leaving then the colors that have always been there, we're told, that just don't show during the summertime because they're masked by all that green. I was watching a gardening show, and this supposed expert, I'm using air quotes here, was
2: talking about fall color and how the... The the plant is absorbing and storing the chlorophyll for next year, and that's why the other <laughs> colors come out. Okay. <laughs>
1: storing the chlorophyll. Uh, I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what organ they store that in. In the roots, of course. <laughs> in, in the tubers. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why you have to harvest potatoes long before this. Otherwise, they're, they're green. <laughs> Besides the oh, that's of basketball silly. stuff, yeah, <coughs> we should do a whole show on this. <laughs> we could, we could write a book. <laughs> we could on just myths that are actually yes. true. <laughs> <laughs> myths and misinformation, and 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 new ones. We should, we could make up new.
3: We ones. We could make up new ones. <coughs> yeah,
2: well, we just sure. made
1: up about that chlorophyll going into the roots.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, and on the on the true side of things, um, you can start doing some perennial cleanup right now. I try not to do much. Yeah, me too. I like to leave stuff up for the winter. It's good for the wildlife, um, but it's also more interesting than a barren moonscape for the winter. Yeah, I don't like that. It
1: think all stuff all cut down.
2: Yeah. <coughs> now, I understand there's cer- certain things that start to look a little ratty. And especially if it's in the front yard, in a public area, that sort of thing, you probably do want to keep it looking as neat and
1: tidy as possible. But other places, you know, this let stuff be until absolutely spring. absolutely hey i got a report to make <clears throat> i had done uh, and people probably know this already but i had some canna on yeah these yeah giant can they get over eight feet tall with giant leaves on them really cool easy to grow jeepers i don't know why everybody doesn't grow them um <clears throat> i gathered some seed off of them mm-hmm. wondering if they would come true from seed because they have these nice burgundy colored leaves on it which is very attractive I'm wondering if they would come up with burgundy leaves So I planted a whole bunch of seeds. So far, I have four Mm -hmm. germinates. Two of them are yellow. Yellow. One is green, and the remaining one is kind of mottled purple. Okay. So I'd have to say I'm anxious to see if that continues as they get a little bit more mature. I'd I'd love to have a yellow one. Yeah, no kidding. That'd be cool. Yeah, I want to get that green and white striped one. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's I nice I, 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 uh, I had that at one time. Did I, you? I stole it from Hawaii. Did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it it, yeah, and it worked okay, but <clears throat> I did I had actually planted them in the ground. Mm-hmm. And I just I guess I just didn't feel like digging all those up and storing them. Yeah. So I just let them go. But I had I had lots of s- tropical tubers, mm-hmm. rhizomatous kinds of things. Well, for some reason, I've started collecting calocacias. <clears throat> and alocacias. And alocacias, yeah, true, yes. Yeah. And, uh, These are things we call elephant ears. Yeah.
2: And they've gotten really popular Yeah. Uh, over the years. I suppose they were already popular in more tropical places. Yeah. But um, more and more varieties are becoming available on the market. And, you know, I just... I picked up one called Hilo Beauty and one called Lowrider. Lowrider,
1: which is a funny name for a tropical plant. Yeah, I don't know why they call it that.
2: Well, I'm I'm assuming it's going
1: to be a short one. You know, not not put up the really tall stems like the other ones. Well, I I googled and got the images of that, and I didn't see. I didn't think I saw any that were obviously mature. Mm -hmm. They were all in pots or relatively small plants for the landscape. So, we'll time, see what time will tell. Yeah. And now they're breeding them such that uh, the newest ones that come out are really expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get a little four-inch pot for 65
2: bucks. Well, yeah, right. All of a sudden, philodendrons seem to have gotten really Whoa. hot and popular. I see them on the Internet. Um, some of the really interesting leaf shapes and colors and variegations and yeah. You know, you'll spend
1: over a hundred bucks for oh, a four or five inch easily. pot, or maybe
2: even just a rooted <coughs> cutting yep. that's not even in a pot.
1: Yeah, and, and pay really good money for it. Yeah. And not people me. Are, people are stealing them now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I noticed that at Nick's they had a couple of glass cases with locked doors yes. that
1: plants were in. That's right. Those are the $65 four-inch pots. Oh, they were more than that. Are they? <laughs> like, yeah. wow. Even at 40% off, yeah, that was still kind of pricey. But the, it's one of these items that uh, if they turn out to be popular, uh, the price will come way down, way down in future years. Mm-hmm. there will be a dime a dozen. Well, I remember <clears the throat> one plant. Maybe a quarter. <clears throat> excuse me, one plant that sticks out in my mind. It was very expensive when it first came out. Was this thing called ice cream? I think that was the name of it. Ice cream tulip. Oh yeah, ice cream Sunday. When that first came out, boy, that was expensive per bulb. Uh-huh. My, now they're a dime a dozen. But you know, <coughs> one thing that hasn't gone down is
2: fern leaf peony. It's it was expensive oh, yeah. when it first came around, and it's Still even more is.
1: expensive now. Yeah, it really is. Well, it must be it's hard to propagate. Is that Whereas it? a tulip, you know, over time you can yeah put a, can put in I've fields of it. I've I've never understood the popularity of fern leaf peony. It's a pretty plant, even if it didn't bloom. It's pretty. Is it? Yeah. I've never seen a pretty yeah. one. Yeah. And and the blossoms last only like a day. Yeah. And they're single blossoms, mm-hmm. single petaled And I understand they're large and for they're, the size of the yeah, plant. And they're pretty, but yeah. <laughs> Short-lived flowering period. I'll tell you. Oh no kidding. <laughs> Almost like a hibiscus. Yeah, I wish I had about 30 or 40 of them. What? Yeah. Why? I put them everywhere, right next to my allocations. <laughs> uh. Hey, we have we have someone online who has a garden question. Yeah, we do. We what have
2: Nancy waiting to talk to us about winter watering. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning. Hi there.
4: Um, I think I've probably asked you this before, but I didn't write it down, and now I'm going to write it down. Uh, I planted um, a bunch of... Carl Forrester reed grass, mm-hmm. yes. ornamental grass. And they've done really well uh, during the, the you know the summer and look really nice. And now the sprinklers shut off. And I'm wondering how often and how much do I water those? I'm assuming because they're new plants, you know, they're not established like three or four others that right. I have.
1: Yeah,
4: These are the new ones. Do I... How much do I give them, and how
1: often? How long have they been in the ground?
4: Since April.
1: Oh. Well, see, uh, that should be pretty well established. That's an established you. plant, yeah. So
2: oh,
4: we, really? Yeah, if
1: you can oh, if
2: you okay. can, pop some water on them maybe once or twice a month between now and, and, and March before you turn okay. your sprinkler system back on again. Yeah,
1: just keep in mind, right. this is one of the few ornamental plants that's actually a cool-season grass. Mm-hmm. Almost all the others are warm-season. In other words, they do their best in the... In the, in the heat of summer, whereas okay. all the car forests <laughs> looks go year round, um, uh, it's continuing to use water because it's still green, and it'll stay green all or the base of it will stay green all winter Oh good yeah, so yeah if you can, if you can hit it once or twice a month,
4: how um, much do you give it once or twice? Well, like what, like size or what size container
2: what size container were they when you planted them?
4: I didn't plant them the The landscaper did
2: Okay, um, they are more than likely one gallon pots. And yeah. So I, I, you know, I'd give if you can give them a gallon a piece, a gallon of water, okay.
4: when yeah. the soil's
2: not frozen.
4: Okay. And if the soil's frozen, you just give it up or? Yeah,
2: you just yeah. walk away. Yeah. Oh, okay. The water's just going to run off, so it's a waste of time.
4: Yeah. Okay. And for what it's worth,
1: right. do you do you want more of them? No. Okay.
4: I'm kind of full up now. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I took out a bunch of that. It was um, ground cover. I, I call them junipers, but they weren't. I don't know what they were called. But they were low ground cover, and they had been in for probably 15 years and started looking really bad. So I had them take that up, and we put in grasses mm-hmm. there instead. <clears throat> so Yeah, that
1: coral force is probably the single most popular grass in the world yep really yeah oh, okay well next okay. to maybe the the
2: um oh come on keith connect your brain to your mouth uh <laughs> <laughs> that annual grass with the purple foliage uh purple fountain grass oh purple fountain grass Yeah, that's, that's pretty darn popular too but it's not uh, a perennial <clears throat> at least yeah, not here yeah not here in
1: yeah. hawaii it's a problem it's a problem yeah.
4: yeah i have two great big ones um and i think you called them Ravenna. Yes. Uh, where, yeah, they Very get about fifteen feet tall. Yeah, mm-hmm. very
1: good. You got the name of it right the first time. <laughs> Congratulations.
4: Well, I wrote it down. You see. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, for everybody <laughs> okay. else listening, it's all commonly called hardy
2: pampas grass. Yeah.
4: But it gets so big. Yes. Yes. I mean, gracious. But um, yeah, that and I have a couple maiden grass. So
1: yeah.
4: Um, but now I'm done. I mean, I've. I've got everything full up, so I don't need so anymore.
1: You're done gardening for the rest of your life, then. I am. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> yeah right.
4: <laughs> I'm kind of done with flowers, and I'm done with everything else. Hey, on your calls, like the
1: on your Carl Forster, uh, and, and like other grasses too, but especially on Carl Forster, since it's a cool season grass, it'll start growing uh, vigorously early next year, like in March. So you oh. if you you want to cut it down, if you're going to cut it down, and most people do. Cut it down yeah, very heard. early.
4: How how is very early?
1: Oh, I uh, February February. Yeah.
4: God, it's cold in. I, I know. I know. That's <laughs> what co- that's
1: what coats are for. <clears throat> <laughs> exactly,
4: and you cut them down to like six, six I, inches, I, uh,
1: six eight inches tall. Sure.
4: Okay cut in February. Now okay. the reason that
1: that you do that then is that the new leaves are starting to grow and if you wait and you cut it down, now all those leaves that you're cutting off are green and they're going to have square tips on them. Oh. And they're going to have square tips on them all through their summer then. Huh. That looks weird. It does look weird. And the
2: same holds true for what I call blue avena grass. Yeah, another one. Some people call it blue
1: oat grass. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Um, that's another cool season grass that needs to be cut back early. Yeah, now the miscanthus, those are warm season, and there are many of them. Yes. Too many to count. Those don't start greening up until the frost is gone, and that's like, what, middle of May. So you can wait until yeah. the first of May to cut guess them. I don't have any of those. Yeah.
4: You, you can well, wait you have
1: that. some miscanthus, you said. I have some who? Miscanthus?
4: Oh, I do?
2: Maiden grass?
4: Oh yeah, maiden—is that yeah. a yeah that maiden a name? grass? Okay. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. I have two of those, and they're really pretty. They're, <coughs> yeah, they
2: are. What are a, there's some other warm season grasses like the really popular um,
1: blonde ambition, blue grama. Oh, yeah, grass. that's that's a warm season grass. That's a warm season. And yeah. there are many others out there that are coming on board. One is uh, switchgrass. Switchgrass, uh, Indian grass, blue stem.
2: Is blue stem cool season or yeah, warm no, season? Yeah, no, that's warm season. That's what I thought.
1: Yeah, little blue stem and big blue stem.
2: Yeah. yeah. Huh. So the majority of the grasses are warm season. <coughs> there aren't that many cool season. Um the dwarf fescue, dwarf the fescue, blue fescue yeah. is a, is a cool season. <laughs> but usually the rabbits eat that down so you never have to cut it back. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
4: well, those bloody rabbits are eating my whole front yard.
2: Oh, they're nasty, aren't they?
4: Oh, it's just making a mess of it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I don't know, I mean, I mean, other people have tried, you know, um, spraying coyote urine or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem to work, and I can't get rid of them. I mean, I, they just, I guess it's just going to be what it's going to be. Traps. Oh, no, I can't do
1: that. <laughs>
2: well, we I gave you know a what solution. I wouldn't
4: to do with them if I trapped them.
1: <clears throat> well, that's another
2: problem.
4: Yeah, we can't <laughs> yeah. tell you what to do
2: with them, no. but, you know, I'm sure your imagination is very inventive
4: yeah but i'm not real good about that yeah okay.
1: well maybe
2: one of your <laughs> sort <differences>. of thing.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right well okay. rabbit, rabbits can be a problem and yes, you're they absolutely are. And right it
4: seems like this year is the worst year we've ever had
1: oh uh, next year will be worse oh good yeah you know, you. well well they're rabbits you know what rabbits do best yes they mm-hmm. make more rabbits
4: and there's no coyotes to get rid of them.
1: Yeah, well, we could use a few more of those.
2: You know what I use? I have a corner uh, lot, just like Jim does. And uh, I have a corner lot, and, and most of my landscaping is in the front, where uh-huh. I can't put up rabbit fencing because, you know, it, it, the HOA would probably get upset about that. <laughs> uh, so I use a, I, I have found what works really well for me is liquid fence. Although really? it's called The brand is called Liquid Fence, but I use the granular version. I don't use the liquid version. And, and you I,
4: put it all over the yard?
2: I put it all along the perimeter, you know, oh. around the perimeter of the corner of the yard. Okay. And up the driveway and, you know, any place that the rabbits might come across, uh, I'll put it all the way around uh, for a good mm-hmm. <clears throat> six or eight feet in. You know, from the edge all the way in six or eight feet. Okay. And I find that you know once every two months, maybe I have to reapply it. Uh huh. And then I'll also use. Um, I don't use coyote and I don't use fox. Although I probably could use fox. Uh, but what I use typically use is wolf urine. Oh. And and I'll sprinkle that around. I'll pretend like I'm a an, a, a wolf with a bladder problem. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and just go and now, squirt it here Can you and there. get that
4: liquid fence at Nick's? I mean,
2: They don't carry it at Nix. I'm not sure exactly. Um, let's see, where did I get it the last time? Did I get it online? Or? I think I actually got it, and and I can't believe I'm saying this out loud on the radio, but I think I got it at one of the big box stores.
4: Hmm. Oh, okay. But I mean, I've heard of liquid fence for um. No, that's Invisible Fence. Never invisible, mind.
2: yeah. But check around. Call your, your favorite garden center first. I always like to recommend people go to their independent garden center uh-huh. for these things rather than the big chain stores. Okay.
4: Oh, well, maybe I'll give that a go and see if I can get rid of them or at least send them to somebody else's yard. Yeah, that's, yeah,
1: that's, that's the idea.
2: It has worked well for me. Okay.
4: I've written <clears throat> that down. So. Okay. Boy, am I going to be busy.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, you thought your gardening was all over.
4: Yes, I certainly did. <laughs> you guys took care of that. All
1: right. That's right. That's what we're here for.
4: Okay. Thanks so much. Thanks for your call. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.
1: If hey, Christmas cactus are budding up. Mine is, too. What's wrong with them? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do right. they know something we don't? I, I, is, it, is Christmas coming early this year? I don't know. Have you seen those woolly bear caterpillars? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear hey we gotta get out here and take a real short break we'll be back with your phone calls when you call in and here's that number 303-477-2473
5: right here on legends 810 have you been waiting for that last application of fertilizer for the yard well fertilome has the solution for that fertilome winterizer winterizer is the most important application of the entire year never skimp on this application A number of years ago, Fertilome examined university studies of winterlizer formulas and created a special winterlizer for our area. This special formula is quickly and easily converted to stored food for your turf to help it make it through the unpredictable winter months. In the spring, a yard that has Fertilome winterlizer applied to it, in the fall will be the fullest, darkest green yard on the block. You'll find Fertilome Winterizer at your favorite independent garden retailer, including the Tree Farm in Longmont, Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora. To find the closest Fertilome dealer, go to www.fertilome.com. That's www.fertilome.com, and be sure to tell them that the Garden Wise Guys sent you. And we are
1: back with your garden questions here on Legends 810. And thank you for calling them in when you call them in, because we have open lines everywhere. There will be no waiting whatsoever. (coughs) Here's the number again, 303-477-2473. And until you call in, I can give you a snow update. Really? For the entire state. Uh Uh-huh. Because I don't mess around. Let's see, statewide, we are now, last week was 315% of normal, Mm -hmm. average, 337% this week. Cool. Yeah.
2: Must have got some snow. And that's not the
1: end of it. Yeah. South Platte, that's our river drainage that we're sitting in right now. We're up to 193%. Now, obviously, that's not down here in the lowland. That's up in the... They don't measure down here. No. Well, not yet, anyway. Last week it was one hundred sixty five. Um South Platte. That I just, just said that. Yeah. <laughs> God. Arkansas River. Last week was four hundred and fifty percent. Yeah. That wasn't enough, so they piled on some more and we're now up to nine hundred and twenty five percent of normal. <laughs> the Gunnison River uh basin, nine hundred and seventeen percent. So it's starting out to be a good year, snow wise. And of course they're already starting to ski. Yeah, well let's hope it doesn't stay at nine hundred percent. Then all the reservoirs could would be, be a f- problem. The reservoirs would be filled up, and rivers would be running high, and uh, <coughs> we'll all have to wear boots. We could fill up the reservoirs
2: downstream. <coughs> that, that'd be nice too. What's that big one down south that is losing so much water? uh oh, I can't think of the name of it now.
1: The Ar- along the Arkansas?
2: No, uh the uh, Colorado.
1: Oh, um, Powell oh lake powell yeah 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 Yeah, lake powell there were a bunch of pictures on on facebook about reservoir i think most of them were in california and people were just bemoaning the fact that they were way way down Mm -hmm. and i kept thinking they're reservoirs they're dammed Mm -hmm. that water was dammed for a purpose Mm -hmm. was to use it right and, yes, it doesn't look good to have your reservoir almost down to nothing, but mm-hmm. that just tells me it works <laughs> <laughs> well, what's what's
2: the one that uh, in in uh near las vegas
1: there's a big Well, dam lake there. lake Powell is, is no
2: I'm thinking of the one that's
1: there are two of them there
2: uh was that hoover dam there
1: hoover uh I always get confused. One of the dams, it, 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 Boulder Dam was the name of it at first, and then they uh-huh. changed the name, I think. Yeah. Um, and one of them is Lake Powell, which is behind one of the reservoirs, or one of the dams. And the other one is? Lake Mead? I forgot the name. My geography isn't
2: – I wasn't my strongest. And subject.
1: anyway, uh, they're down to, like, 30% of of fillage. Of yeah. Now, that is not only during the summertime. That's during the winter as well, so uh, – Colorado River has not been flowing as much as it has been in the past, even though there's lots of snow up in the high country. And we are, as a state, required to release a specific amount of water to those downstream. We have treaties with these other states. Yep, So we can't just Uh, hold it back. Yeah, the the people north of the dam are still not using the amount that they've been uh, allocated. So we've been sending more down over the years than we had to.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the real problem is the whole thing has been re uh, over-allocated. Oh. Yeah, when they did the, did the math way back when, um, they didn't do it right. <laughs> they, no, come yeah, on now. Yeah. And then Mother Nature intervened with, hey, we're just going to dry up the entire southwest here for a couple years running. And they didn't figure that into the calculations either. And then there's Las Vegas with all that. Lake water Mead, I was on. right. And Lake Mead, very good. Hoover Dam and Lake Mead, yeah, very Mead, good. Yeah. Ding, ding, okay. ding! You, uh, you get a gold star this week.
2: Mr. Google, helped me out there, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or Ms. Google. I don't know who you want yeah. or what pronoun you want to use. Yeah. Anyway, let's go out and talk to some people on the phone. We've got some people want to yeah. talk about Russian sage and deep watering trees. First up is going to be Jim out in Bennett. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Hey there, what's going on with you today? Well, I'm
3: sitting here listening to you guys and thinking you might be the best people to ask. Uh, I have some gigantic Russian sage in my backyard, and Mm -hmm. I'd like to try and transplant those to the front yard, because there isn't much in the front yard. Mm -hmm. Is that possible? Oh,
1: yeah. Your sages in the back are probably suckered all over the place, if they've been in for a couple years. (laughs) And you could just dig, oh, yeah, they, just dig up one of those suckers and move that. In the spring. Not now.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: And almost guaranteed it's going to work. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you start okay, to see well, some new
2: growth in the spring, which will probably be early April, yeah, I would suspect, somewhere in there. They they start fairly early. Um, go ahead and yeah. cut back the old stems down to within like, five or six inches of the ground. And... Uh, uh-huh and you'll see some new growth around the base of that, and then just take a big shovel full of, that, of, a, of the root system along with it, and I think you'll be perfectly successful. You'll probably, you maybe lose one in 10.
3: Yeah, Okay. well that, yeah, that was one of the, I, I kind of figured I could transplant it, but I was wondering how deep I needed to go.
1: Really not too deep. <clears throat> they do have rhizomes. I mean, that's how they spread underground, and the rhizomes yeah. are on, are not down very deep at all. Oh, okay. So if so you get nine two, out of three inches, uh, I'd make it f- maybe six inches. Just make it make it uh, almost a hundred percent guaranteed. Oh, okay. And and should all nine and one die, and you have nine left, they'll give you one hundred and fifty more.
2: And don't worry if
1: when yeah. you're digging
2: it up. <coughs> You know, try to do it when the soil is on the moist side yeah. so that the root ball holds together. But if you have to dig yeah. it when it's dry and all the dirt falls off and you've bare rooted the piece, uh, plant it anyway. It'll still go. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, that sounds good. I'll give that a
1: try.
2: Okay.
3: Okay. Well, thank you for the information. You, you bet,
2: bet. Thanks for calling.
1: Okay. <clears throat> I've noticed most of those around town right now work it pretty bad with frost yeah so they're not looking pretty anymore I like I like that that our last caller Jim called us the best people (laughs) he'll learn (laughs) (laughs) that's one of those plants that would probably benefit from cutting down early in the fall I don't yeah I I don't think it looks very good
2: it doesn't it does not and you can cut those
1: things down to the ground if you want to. yeah some really very mild winters um, they'll stay alive quite high but you can still cut them down.
2: You know what amazes me, and I wish they'd make some selections for non-suckering varieties. Because you see them all over town. <coughs> some places they sucker like crazy. Yeah. And in other places you see old established clumps, and you know they're old and established because of the size of them. Mm-hmm. Not a sucker to be seen. Now, and and they're in commercial properties, that sort of thing, where I see them. So I know that they're not me ma- You know, they're not. Somebody's not going in there on a regular basis and cutting out the suckers. Yeah. that oh. just doesn't happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> I had one like that in my Lakewood house. There was one in the backyard mm-hmm. that never <clears throat> suckered,
1: and the ones in the front yard were a mess. I'm still getting rid of one. I had one. I planted one because I kind of like. I still like the plant, but mm-hmm. if it, it was just, it, it's a thug. It is, it's and definitely. it just doesn't know how to behave, even after taking out the original plant. There's still suckers coming up many years after I took out the main plant.
2: Well, I have resorted to planting some of the new dwarf varieties. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> like what, you said? I'll, I'll have to come up with the names for you. One of them's got blue gene in the name. and I'll, I'll get you some names. But there are some new dwarf varieties that get about two feet tall, two to three feet at the most. And they seem to be much more well-behaved than... Uh, than the old-fashioned big one, which is now Salvia Yangyai.
1: Yeah, it's no longer Perovskia. No, I like the old Russian name. I do too. Although Yangii, I don't know what language that is. Sounds kind of oriental. Yeah, that sounds. But maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, that's a Salvia now, people. That's a Salvia, not Perovskia. Oh, I, I mean. like that. I liked Perovskia. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Salvia just sounds so common. It made it sound like I I could speak another language. It does. <laughs> well, every time you use the Latin names of these plants, you are speaking another language. You know, that's true. Many of them are in many, many other languages, derivation. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, uh, if you've had Russian stage before
2: and were not happy with the way it performed because you, were, you planted it years ago and there weren't a whole lot of choices out there, uh, you might try it again. Try some of the dwarf varieties and see if they work better for you. Um, I'll, I'll put a list together and rattle off some names here in a little while. <clears throat> I don't trust my memory.
1: I don't trust your memory either.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which memory, I was wondering, where are my fall crocus? I have those uh, crocus speciosos. Yeah. Uh, where are they? Yeah. Why aren't they blooming? Why aren't yeah. they blooming? And then Facebook sent me a little reminder. Um, you know, they send these memory things you know, a oh, year yeah. ago today, this yeah. is what you posted.
1: Yeah, I saw one of those, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well they post they reminded me that a year ago today you're you posted these. Yeah. Crocus. So
1: where are they? Keith? So I went out there, <laughs> sure enough, there they are. <laughs> right where the <laughs> last year's photo was. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But I've been watching and watching and watching, expecting them to come up and I
1: Now do they expand like the spring crocus? They have In numbers?
2: No, I mean, the, the clumps get thicker and thicker. I think and I'm, I'm going to dig them and, <clears throat> and divide them next spring when the foliage turns yellow. Uh, I'm going to dig them and divide them and spread them around. That's a good idea. Because they're, they're pretty thick. And I know that a lot of times with bulbs, when they get really dense like that, the bulbs don't
1: get full size and yeah. you get fewer and fewer flowers. Right. Now, do you have crowds of people when they're blooming coming into the yard and stealing the stamens?
2: Well, no, because it's not the saffron. It's not oh. sativa. It's oh. speciosum.
1: Oh, that's right. I wonder if the yellow ones work.
2: Well, I figured if they did, somebody would have been harvesting them long ago. Well, <laughs> you'd have those crowds
1: in your front <laughs>
2: <of> yard <your laughs> trampling down everything. And I else. have tried sativa. <clears throat> I have tried that, uh, the saffron crocus, crocus mm-hmm, sativa. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be hardy, but it's not a real good bloomer.
1: Oh. Well, I've seen pictures in, uh, in the countries where they do grow them mm-hmm. for harvest. And talk about the pauperate fields is like I would never think of growing anything in these fields. There's so many stones and rocks. And, yeah, yeah. And just you know, there's, there's nothing in that soil, nothing. <laughs> and here they got these things lined out. Yeah. And they've been there for that? years and years and years. In, in Iran? Is that
2: I Iran? Or? That. So when, when one of those. Yeah, of Middle those Eastern countries, countries yeah. out there. Yeah.
1: Uh, as where they're native. And they go out there on hands and knees and they pick off all the stamens.
2: Oh my God! Wouldn't you hate that? Make good money doing it
1: too. Well, I get well at
2: least the person own, that owns the land does.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of these things that it doesn't take much to flavor. No, whatever it you're you're cooking or or using it in wh- wherever. Well, have you seen how expensive it is in the store? Well, I know we've got a little vial of it <laughs> at home that someone gave us, and I and I tried. What did I put? I I the recommendation was to use five six or seven stamens uh-huh and you have to use tweezers a kind of yeah yeah it's kind of like gold leaf yeah and i think i put them I, I maybe just made tea out of it And boy it was a strong flavor was it for just those tiny little things
2: well i remember the last time mine bloomed in my front yard i collected some of the stamens and brought mm-hmm. them in the house and put them on a paper <coughs> towel to dry mm-hmm. in the kitchen and they sat there and they sat there, <laughs> and they sat there. finally threw them away Oh man,
1: they still probably still be good. I bet I had thousands of dollars sitting in my probably. Well, it's like you to throw away money,
2: <laughs> just like me. Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, we've got John waiting to talk to us out in Golden about deep watering his trees. Good morning, John. Good morning. Hey there. Um, I have I have
3: several trees that are within oh five to fifteen feet of a uh, sprinklered lawn area. And on the other side of the trees is rock mulch, uh, sometimes for another 10 to 20 feet or even out into the neighbor's rock mulch. Mm -hmm. Are the roots all lopsided? So when I deep water, I should concentrate on one side or the other.
1: Well, what's underneath those uh, stones? Uh, Some landscaping
3: fabric. And, uh, yeah.
2: So, no, the the roots would have grown out into that area.
3: Yeah. Okay, they kind of balance out there looking for water, even though they don't get an awful lot on that side. Well, the they're bottom.
1: not actually looking for water. They will grow where right. water is. Uh, that's It yeah. really an, it sounds like a ridiculous statement to make, but it's an important one because uh, you see it all the time, roots searching for water. They don't search for water. They grow where water already is. And if, there yeah, is, okay. if, it, if it's dry soil for 10 feet between the, the root and the water source, they ain't going to find it. Because that's dry soil. They yeah, will not grow okay. in dry soil. So anyway, right. uh, yeah, you could. I would water out there in your in your rock bed too. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, that's what I've done. Is water the whole area, yeah. and then uh, up? How close are any roots that are taking up water to the
1: the trunk of the tree? Uh, not as many as you think, and not the important ones anyway. Yeah. Now, how big? Yeah, are, okay. How tall so, are your trees? Oh, these are 40-footers and more sometimes. I'm going to, in, in your imagination, just in your imagination, drop that tree on the ground and and calculate how yeah. far out from the base of that trunk uh, the top of the tree would, would land. That's, uh, yeah. that's a minimum. House, yeah. That's a minimum of how far your roots go out.
3: Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's usually I right, well, ton- always concentrated kind of at least to the
1: the drip zone kind of thing and. Well, that, that it, helps. That, it, that's it better helps, than nothing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a myth to think that that's where all the roots are. But. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But I mean, yeah. there's there's only so much you can water. I mean, putting a sprinkler out in the street isn't going to help anybody. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, water up near the trunk within five or ten feet of the trunk probably isn't adding. Well, that's much
1: yeah, that's not the most important part. It's it's no. the ones further out. Yeah okay all right i think that takes care of me today all right thanks for calling john you bet and then that's a good call for everybody that has a tree in your yard you got to water more than and, and it's nice to water everything under the canopy but if you can water beyond that as well especially
2: established trees now stuff that you planted this this year yeah whether it was spring or summer or
1: fall The root system hasn't gone out very far so watering near the trunk is going to be important you can count on new trees when you plant them that the if you plant them early that the roots will go out at minimum uh, three feet per year per year okay that's of course if there's water out there
2: if there's water
1: Yep. and so you can see that it doesn't take long before the roots are way beyond the, the canopy of the tree and that that's what is a problem with drip
2: irrigation Oh, yeah. For trees. As, you know, for the first year where you put those drippers, that's fine. But, you know, next year, the, the roots have gone out three more feet, but your drippers haven't moved. Yeah. And you haven't added any more because that, the diameter of that circle of roots has gotten quite a bit larger. So drip irrigation is difficult at best to do on trees.
1: I suppose this is why trees do so well when they're planted in your lawn. Mm-hmm. Because you're really... Usually, watering your lawn so much, not so much your tree, right? And that's where the roots are out into your lawn and your flower beds and, and your, your flower, flower beds, beds. That's and right. the neighbor's yard, <coughs> yeah, your neighbor's yard, yep. Yeah. Not so much underneath roadways or driveways, driveways. Um, you know, water doesn't get down there again, that's kind of dry, and there's mm. no oxygen down there, why? Because, well, there's concrete on top of it, well, although. I have to say, on the, uh,
2: my spruce tree that I limbed <coughs> up was right by my driveway, mm-hmm. and there are large roots the size of my forearm going r- heading right underneath my driveway. Yeah,
1: I wonder how far they go. I wonder. Yeah. But they're big. I know. I've never seen... I should pay more attention when people do construction in their yard and remodeling and that sort of stuff and take out a big tree and pull up driveways and, mm-hmm. and asphalt and sidewalks. Just see where the roots... How, how many roots there are underneath all of that?
2: Yeah. And in those areas, I, I can imagine that in some parts of the year where we have wetter parts of the year or wet seasons, <coughs> water does get all the way underneath there. And so roots can grow. And they would, it wouldn't be dry 100% of the time. And so I think that's how roots get under driveways and under roadways and that sort of thing is that water does percolate in during moist periods
1: but i wonder how well they grow because under there they're not having any air exchange so not as much oxygen under there well there's that there's that
2: interface between say the the bottom of the concrete slab and the soil there's usually an air gap there i think that's why the roots are right there underneath (laughs) Well, that's where they would be if they're anywhere yeah and that's why you have problems with lifting driveways and lifting sidewalks and that sort of thing well that's true
1: you're right about that yep so it's they did find their way under there.
2: Yeah. But I don't know how,
1: other than well, water had to have gotten under yeah, there for it, them it's to It's a mechanism that grow. I've not seen anybody research. No. I, I think there's a good <coughs> master's degree right there. I think you're right. It, <laughs> Maybe curse. I'll go back and get my Ph.D. Yeah. in Roots Under Driveways. That's right. You stuck around your neighborhood and, <laughs> and tearing, Dr. Up Root. Te- tearing up people's driveways. Yeah. <laughs> Just for your Starting thesis. Starting with
2: mine. <laughs> I need a new one. (laughs) All right. Let's see. We've got uh, Shelly waiting to talk to us out in Lakewood. Oh, wait a minute. Before we can go to Shelly, we should take our last break for this hour. And then we'll come. Shelly, hang on.
1: You're going to be up next right after we take a break. And we're taking a break. We're going to do right now on Legends 810.
0: Can I plant now? Almost as annoying as are we there yet? At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we have plenty of things to plant now. Don't fret. We have the cure for your planting fever, whether you're a beginner or a seasoned professional. Let us help you select what plants work best for you. It's a great time to plant pansies, violas, snapdragons, and dianthus to color up your patio pots. Add some decorative kale, and you've got an early display that loves our cool spring temperatures. Want something perennial? Try Columbine, our state flower. Other perennials, like Basket of Gold Alyssum and Coral Bells, can start in your pots. Then, as it's done blooming, move them into the garden for next year's color. Stop by for cool weather vegetable starts, windowsill herbs, and frost covers in case of a late snowstorm. Browse through our indoor plant greenhouse for lots of foliage and blooming plants in all sizes and a great selection of pots. It's all about the adventure of finding plants. Brighten up your living environment with something green. Your premier flower and plant shop. Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center in the heart of Lafayette at 600 South Public Road. For more information, call us at 303 665 5555, or visit us online at lafayetteflorist.com.
1: And we are back with your garden questions. And right now we have who on the board again? Shelly out in Lakewood. Good morning, Shelly.
6: Good morning, gentlemen. How are you?
1: Just ducky.
2: How about yourself?
6: Great. I didn't hear... The type of tree the caller before me wanted to deep water. I was getting logged in.
2: I don't think he did mention what kind. I'm of sitting
1: here trying to remember, and uh, I don't think he mentioned which one it was.
2: It doesn't really matter though. No. Okay. Unless it's bristlecone right, pine so or p- pinion pine, that sort of thing. They don't. They don't really once they're established shouldn't be. Yeah, probably not given water at any all. water right. at all? Yeah.
6: All right, because I have a, a autumn blaze out front, and that was my question. Ah, so is, oh, yes. Should I yeah. give it a good yes, drink? Yes,
1: that is not a dryland tree by any means. You want to make sure that stays okay. well-watered every year.
6: That will be my job tomorrow, all day probably.
1: Well, that's what. It, how old is your tree? How long has it been in?
6: Probably eight to ten years.
1: Yeah, you're going to need to water it well. Is it is it growing real well, and uh, has it has it uh, turned color yet?
6: It is. It is turning color. I did have uh, someone ring my doorbell and for a lawn service and said, "Well, you know, you got a little uh, when it's not as green as it should be." Oh. And he wanted to sell me putting down the iron. Yeah. And I said, Oh, I have to, I have the iron. He says, Well, you know, you have to drill it no, you don't. into the ground. Thank you. No. you <laughs> thank don't. You, thank you. Now
1: it depends what kind of iron you have, but no, you don't need to do that. Now is your is your tree the looking
0: the,
1: your tree look a little yellow during the, the during the summer?
0: Only <clears throat>
6: one part of it that's closest to the house and under the patio. I mean the roots are under the patio. Oh. The brick. The yeah. brick patio.
2: And see, that's typically an indication of drought.
1: Yeah, that could be just a water issue.
2: Yeah, because for a tree to pick up nutrients, and iron is a nutrient, the the nutrient needs to be dissolved in water for the tree to pick it up. Well, if it's dry, I don't care how much iron you got there, the tree's not going to get it.
1: So if you can apply more water in that area.
6: I'd be watering my brick patio.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: I water my flagstone oh. patio.
1: Yeah, I mean it sounds ridiculous. I know, right. I know, but because it's brick, the uh, there are roots under there because there's you know oxygen is getting down between the bricks.
6: I I heard that part, so I yeah. got it. I will I will, however, not put the iron there because that will make a mess.
2: It'll stain. Yeah, yeah. It but depends I, on the kind of iron put you put have. Put it
6: every place. Don't.
2: So. If you've got chelated iron, well, typically the, that doesn't stain. Right.
6: Oh, okay. Well, I'll do. I can certainly do a test as or well. Or
2: you can do a liquid iron and pour it on, and then immediately rinse it through, and yeah. it won't stain.
6: And I it, have it. I have the granulated stuff.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. Make sure, and uh, the container will tell you whether it should tell you whether it stains or not.
6: Oh, okay. They that's don't all tell up, you that. It's easy enough to figure out.
1: Mm-hmm. You might just do a little trial, you know, sprinkle just a little a bit small on one on of your bricks stucuous. and moisten it yeah. and then yep. come back in an hour and take a look.
6: Yep, exactly. Question number two.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: I I made a mental mistake when I said... Oh, wouldn't it be pretty to have these little mums that they were selling outside the grocery store
5: uh-huh.
6: in my pots on the back deck after what I had in it took a little frost hit. Okay. Uh-huh. I was expecting to plant it and have it be like impatience over the summer. Come back and flower again and again and again. And it wasn't no. too long when I realized, oh, that's all she's got. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: no, yeah, they're just that fall (laughs) bloom, and that's it.
1: Yeah, you got two problems there. One is it's only a fall bloomer plant, and it's probably not going to make it through the winter in a container above ground.
6: Correct. And my plan was to just dump them and enjoy them for how long I enjoyed them for. But now that all the mums are doing their thing in my neighborhood, I'm like, hmm... Maybe I should plant them in the yard. Absolutely. Well, yeah. If I if I paid a dollar ninety nine for them outside of the grocery store, are they the kind that work here?
1: Probably. Um, Most of those
2: are purchased uh, by those stores local from local growers, and so they would be growing the cushion type moms. So that I would expect them to be perfectly hardy here the biggest problem i see with planting mums in the fall in the <coughs> yard because people tell me all the time that they don't come back they don't come back well did you winter water well no well you planted them right. in the fall you've right. got to winter water
6: right i got that great oh well then this is gonna be this this m- mental mistake that i made may turn out to be just a silk purse
2: a happy accident a couple years yeah
6: there you go. Oh, okay. Thank you, good gentlemen. I appreciate your information.
2: Sure thing. Thank you for calling today.
6: All righty. Bye bye.
1: Bye. Yeah, I've, I've tried too many sow's ears in my yard. Sow's ears? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get so silk purses.
2: It's a that's a rarity, isn't it?
1: Any more? So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Well, but we keep trying. We keep killing stuff. Been there, killed that.
2: So I have cleaned out my vegetable garden.
1: Yeah, removed all the
2: <coughs> desbris and dug in some compost. And rough, rough dug the, the vegetable garden, so it's just nice and lumpy.
1: You said you were going to try some fall veggies. I didn't get around to it. Yeah. It's too late now. Yeah, way late. Other than garlic, I, still I can
2: still put garlic in.
1: You can. I, mine's already in. Not up yet, but uh, I still have carrots in the ground. Do <coughs> i got Do be- beets and turnips and parsnips and leeks. Cool. Yeah. I've got some onions coming up that I didn't
2: manage to pull up earlier. They'll be there. They're little ones. Yeah. But they're coming up. Yeah. And uh, there's a few kohlrabi that came up from seed that I must have planted in the spring and just never germinated and yeah. has recently. So I left them. We'll see what happens. They won't make it through the winter.
1: I don't think so either. Although, with the first frost, you you immediately learn all the beans you missed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because all the leaves are, you know, they just droop and they're gone. And you see all these beans hanging there. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I missed those. (laughs) Oh, well. But I
2: got enough. So this is a great time of year. I guess what I'm trying to get to is this is a great time of year to do some soil prep in the areas like your vegetable garden or in your annual beds where the annuals are now gone and you can dig those up and add some compost, add whatever you wanna add there to amend the soil. Yep. Dig it in nice and deep and just leave it nice and rough. You, you see this happen all over town in the medians of the streets and that sort of thing where those crews come through and they dig the bed and they don't rake it smooth. No. There's a reason for that. It, uh, it's the the winter, Freezing and thawing breaks all of that down and mellows the soil. And it also is a good way to control certain insects that have larvae in the soil. Um, By exposing them up in those big clods, it it does kill a lot of insects that way too. So don't don't get too fussy about perfectly smooth, prepared soil. it, it,
1: It makes your fall soil digging easier. Could you just turn over the soil and go to the next shelf. Walk so, away. Yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot easier. And you'll find next spring, it's nice and smooth again.
2: Mm-hmm. And just <coughs> breaks
1: up nice and easy. Yeah. And you may not have to do anything. You can plant right into that. Because you've already done the soil prep. Yeah.
2: I don't know about you, but in the spring, I get, I start getting busy. And all the things that I think I should do in the spring or thought I would have time to do in the spring, I don't have time for. hmm so if you can get a few things, check a few things off your list in the fall, that just saves you some time next year. Because, you know, nobody's busy in the fall. No. <laughs> right? No, not at all. God. Oh, and it's bulb time, too, by the way. The stores are jam-packed with fall bulbs. I don't know why they call them fall bulbs. I guess you call them fall planted bulbs or spring blooming bulbs. Because you plant them in the fall for next year. It would
1: be a a more correct name, yes. Yes.
2: So fall planted bulbs, this (coughs) is the time. Get them in the ground. Go to the store. Get them. Plant them immediately. Don't wait.
1: My wife ordered a bunch of lilies online. Oh, did she? Lily bulbs. Yeah? And they, I guess we got contacted last month. It's Uh been a month now. Said, we're now shipping to Zone 5. Okay. Okay. Cool. Anytime now. Uh, We're ready. (laughs) <laughs> Nothing yet. Hmm. So well, if they I, don't come until the ground freezes, I'm going to be, well, she'll be a little upset.
2: Well, we have a while before the ground freezes. Well, we freezes. do. Yeah.
1: We do. But we'd like to do it while the weather, like today, it's going to be 70 degrees. No
2: kidding. Yeah. yeah. I got a, a box in the mail the other day that I'd completely forgotten I'd ordered. Because I'd order them for spring. Some Some hellebores. Mm -hmm. Some specific varieties that I really wanted to have. They had uh, some collections. And so I bought a couple of collections of these hellebores, some single varieties and some double varieties. And they didn't ship in the spring. And I I just eventually forgot about it. Well, I got this box full of hellebores a couple weeks ago. They're beautiful plants. Cute as a dickens. But I'm going to grow them indoors under lights for the winter and plant them out next spring. Because they're in like two and a quarter, two and a half mm. inch pots. Yeah, I just don't feel comfortable. I don't, I don't feel comfortable in my caretaking. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> to plant yeah. them out yeah. right now. And remember
1: where you put every one of them. Exactly, because yeah. they're not all going to go in the same place. Yeah. I do that sometimes, and and I'll put little flags mm-hmm. by each plant to yeah. remind me. Number one, I got a lot of them. Number two, oh, this is where it is. I do that when
2: I'm when I'm planting, even during the summer. Because usually I'll plant two or three flats of things at a time mm-hmm. all over the front yard, and invariably, oh yeah, I will miss a few of them when I'm watering in. Maybe I should just water in as I go.
1: Well, you could, but then you got to come back, and you know, if you're doing, doing it in the summer, you got to have to come back several times. At least. Well, that's true. Yeah, except my sprinkler system takes care of that. Well, I can set it to establishment re- mode. <laughs> Or, or establish he, of wars mode. <laughs> yeah, and then
2: then I then I know in my head <clears throat> I'm going to hear about it when we get the water bill in a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know I wasn't. At well, the now
1: point. you can water in time of the day.
2: Yes, you can. My sprinkler system shut off, blown out. Yep. I'm done for the winter. I rolled up my hoses, put them away.
1: No, I didn't. No, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> My hoses are still out. Yeah, they mine, stay out all winter. Yeah, mine too.
2: <laughs> if they break, I
1: repair them. Yeah. It's easy to fix them anymore these days. Well, I got these hoses that when and if they break, and it takes a lot of years hmm. if you get good hoses. Flexogens? I, yeah. I can just cut off the ends and send them back, and they send me a brand new hose. Free. Yeah. I assume that's still true. It is. It
2: is. I, I don't want to wait for them to get around to sending me a new hose, so I fix the old hose. Well, it, I do that in the
1: meantime. <laughs> <laughs> Put new ends on them, you yeah. know, whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that I still have a repaired hose.
2: I mean, you can you can fix them for
1: five minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't cost much.
2: And about five,
1: oh, well, not even five minutes worth they're, of work. They're a little more difficult to haul around the yard, though, if you fix something in the middle of a hose, because now you have this bulge in there. Yeah. And it doesn't go around rocks and stuff easily anymore. <laughs> and the Flexigen hoses, you can't pull around rocks. Because they're rubber,
2: yeah. They they're a little bit more stubborn.
1: Yeah, but boy, are they good! Oh, they are.
2: I swear by them. Mm-hmm. I did buy uh, from Gardener Supply. I bought a what they call their featherlight hose, mm-hmm. and that just refers to the weight of the whole thing. I bought a hundred foot hose, and it weighs
1: fourteen pounds, which is amazing. <coughs> That's light for a good good hose. How far? How, yeah. How's it working so far? perfectly I mean it still <laughs> runs water through it does it <laughs> well
2: yeah I mean it's, it's a half inch hose it's not a three quarter or a three eighths five eighths inch hose yeah it's a half inch which is fine yeah. for what I, my purpose is um and I've got one of those those boxes where you have the hose inside and you and you really oh, yeah. you have yeah. the reel that you pull mm-hmm. pull the hose up so it makes it nice and easy to to clean up at the end of the day and just pull it out and water when i need to it's yeah. really it's really kind of nice and that i don't have this big old bulky hose hanging around crushing plants as i go well that's
1: true well there's music indicating we we answered all the questions we can possibly answer and we didn't have very many of them the first no hour. we need some <clears throat> we more we expect people to, to to pick up the pace here during the second the hour because we're coming back you know in a in a skosh of time so uh don't skosh? Any, yeah skosh don't anybody go anywhere because we're coming right back here on legends 810